make more money and I have more sales and I'm not working more. I'm just... Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, 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 good morning. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. Hi, Lenora. I see your chat. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Amy Izzo. You are with Spilling the Tea with Amy this morning. Um, and I wanted, I'm a realtor, just so you know, in the Midwest, so Indiana and Illinois. Um, and I wanted to spend some time. We are mid-year. Can you believe it? Tomorrow is June 1st. Can you believe it? So we are six months already into 2023. Hey, which means we have six months left in 2023. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Hey, maybe. Oh, I don't know how you're feeling about that. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, I think it's time for a refresh. And hey, are we really living up to our full potential? And have we really identified what that is? So I want to spend some time today talking about how we know what your full potential is and how we really, really live up to that. And I want to tell a story. It's my story, but I want to tell the story of what happens when you really start living in your full potential. So that we're going to spend some time on today. And I'm going to use me, me as your story. So let's, let me share my screen here because I do have a few things I want to be able to share over. Hey, Sarah, I see some folks joining in a few minutes late, which is great. So I want to talk a little bit um, about, oh, if I can get this to work. I love technology and I love when you guys can see me, not know what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, I don't even care. You can see my screen. Give me a thumbs up. Somebody give me a thumbs up if you can see my screen. Okay, see the thumbs up. All right. So although I called this, I did this for another group, but I wanted to do it here for you guys. And although I called it the road to 25 million, Put in your number, right? The number doesn't matter. If I redid this presentation today, it would be some other number. It would be a, a different number for sure. But I want to talk about what the road to 25 million has looked like. And I'm going to jump around in my presentation a little bit uh, because this is what I want to draw your attention to. So um, this is a chart that shows my personal production as a solo agent between 2017 and the end of 2022. Okay. And I put some commentary in there. But what I want to highlight here for all of you is I have always been a really successful agent, whether I was selling $5 million a year or $10 million a year in real estate, right? Always have been a really successful realtor. And many of us can say that. You insert your number and you define, we all define success individually. So for me, it's a it's it's different for all of us, right? It's different for all of us. But I had a goal in 2018 that in 2018, I wanted to sell 25 million that year and it didn't happen. And I will tell you, the reason I did this chart for myself is I wanted to draw a correlation and I wanted to see when I ran my production numbers um, at the beginning of this calendar year, I wanted to see what the correlation really was between my getting healthy 
and my best year in real estate and really my overall growth of my business, right? So when you look at this chart, um, at, I was at really my unhealthiest and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of jumping forward to take you back. I was really at my unhealthiest in 2019. And that's when my production was at its lowest. Now, a lot of people would be like, I'd be happy with 5 million a year in production. And that's awesome. But I wasn't. But I wasn't. And it's because I knew I had more in me. And I really wasn't living up to what my full potential was. I couldn't even really define it because of the state of my health. And I will tell you, if you know any part of my story, you know that I really started to work on that. Um, at the tail end of 2019 and 2020 through today even has really been a catalyst. And I will tell you working less, right? Often not working more, but just being more efficient in my business. I have been able to 5X my business from 5 million to over 25 million. And I'm, I'm on track this year to beat this number so far six months in. So why do I share that? Because I, I do want to join, I do want to, I'm gonna, and now I'm going to go back a little bit in case you don't know me, I wanted to get your attention. I hope I got your attention with a little bit of a chart. And now I want to go back. If you don't know me, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself um, quickly. And then I want to jump into the story and how did you go from 5 million to 25 million? What is that like? Um, and I'm not going to tell you today real estate tactics and strategies to do that. We spent a lot of time on that and I'll continue to spend a lot of time on that. But that really wasn't what allowed me to catapult this business um, and to lead the business the way I am today. And that's not what's going to allow me to continue to grow the way that I want to grow my business. So who am I? I'm a mama. I'm mama. I have three kiddos. Um, they were younger when I started in real estate, but now they're 22, 22, and 16. Yes, I have twin boys. So there are two 22s. People always go, how old are they? 22 and 22. Um, and yes, I know I look incredibly young. So that's good. <laughs> Maybe not. I've been married for 28 years. I spent 25 years in corporate America. And um, I when I left there, I started bottom of the barrel in corporate America. When I left there, I was in executive leadership and I started my business in real estate. I'm in the middle of my 10th year this year. Um, and I'm licensed in both Indiana and Illinois. I'm a national team leader. So I have a team that's local here that, and I have some team, team members are in other States. I'm a business coach and I'm a keynote speaker. And I get to add, I'm a competitive amateur ballroom dancer. That's a new thing for me. <laughs> I'll talk about that too. But I get to add that now and talk about that. I couldn't have said that 13 months ago. So that's that's a new kind of passion that I have found. Um, and I already told you, I've 5X my business in the last three and a half years. While getting healthy, I would change that to say, because I got healthy. Because I got healthy. Um, and... But even prior to that, I've even on my $5 million year, I've always consistently beat my income goals every month for the last 10 years. Whatever the income goal is, I set every year and I do change them year over year. Um, but from the beginning of the business, I've been able to do that. Um, I coach and I speak about health and wellness to individuals and industries like real estate who have long endured a lack of support in these vital areas. And I'm sure we all know someone in some industry that whether that's real estate or hospitality or insurance or some other industry that just um, isn't able to run their isn't isn't able to be as healthy as they want to be while running their business. 
So this was me. So if you didn't know me, then this was me at my heaviest. Um, for me, it was weight. Now for others, it might be other things, right? It could be alcohol. It could just be sedentary lifestyle, right? It may not be as visible. Mine was super visible. Um, and at the end of 2019, I hit what I call my rock bottom. Um, and I'll tell you about that day. I was living for quite a while, super duper exhausted. And I was just pushing through the day. And I think a lot of us do this and we don't talk about it enough, right? For me, my story was I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I got up in the morning. I got my kids off to school. I started running my business. I took a nap. I ran my business some more. I took a nap. I pushed through my appointments. I picked my kids up from school. I did the lunch mom thing at school. If it was my day to do lunch, if it was my day to do a class party, I did the class party thing at school. I felt very grateful to be able to do all of those things. I ran errands all around the neighborhood because I was the one that worked from home, a real estate agent. So I got to run all the errands and run the business. And I was not sleeping well at night. I was not sleeping enough. I was not eating well. I was not properly hydrated. Um, and I wasn't thinking about any of those things either. I was thinking about, oh my gosh, it's time to get up and run hard through my day and then um, try to get some amount of sleep in the evening. And uh, now I got to do it all again tomorrow, right? And I wasn't, I was just exhausted. I was just exhausted. Um, I know in hindsight, having done some work now, I was feeling sad. I didn't always feel sad in the moment. Um, and I wouldn't have probably verbalized it to you when if you had met me on this day that I was standing here in this lovely top, I would not have verbalized it that way. But I was, I was feeling sad. I was exhausted. I was feeling worthless. I was taking care of everyone and everything except me. I was not using the word no very often. Um, you could ask me to do just about anything that was ethical and legal and I would do it for you. Right. I would find time to do it, even if I didn't want to do it. What if I didn't want to? Right. I was working hard. I had this hustle, hustle culture, right? Um, which again, if I don't want to bash that, but it wasn't right for me. It wasn't right for me. Um, I had zero hobbies. I was work, mom, work, mom, work, mom, work, mom. Sometimes a friend. I have lots of friends. My good ones hung out for me because they they know, <laughs> they know that I was just caught up, you know, in this. I guess hamster wheel, right? This hamster wheel and not performing at my full potential is what I like to say, feeling unfulfilled, but I didn't have the capacity in this state to really define and own my full potential. I didn't have the capacity to define it. So if you would have asked me in 2019, if I was living up to my full potential, I would have said, yeah, but it's because I didn't really understand my capacity. And I would say now, if you've asked me, I would say, no, I'm not living up to my full potential because I don't know what that is. It's it's limitless, right? I, I feel like I have a huge potential, but I do feel like I'm living at my best in this moment. And I feel like that most of the time. I didn't though here, right? In 2019, I didn't. So um, because pictures are worth a thousand words, I'm going to quickly take you through some. And then I want to talk through how did I get here, right? Where I'm at and, and, and I'm still going, right? I'm not there. I don't know if there's a there. I don't think there's a there. Becoming takes a lifetime. Um, but here are some, some of my progress over 2019 and 2020. And again, for me, it's very much about weight, but not so much. That's just the visible, right? Um and then here I am between 2020 and 2022, doing more of my work, looking better and better. 
And here I am this year, right this year. And now I'm ballroom dancing. I'm doing all kinds of fun stuff. I even have, oh, I even have ballroom dancing pics. There I am, ballroom dancing. Look at, I got some legs. It's so cool. I love it. All right. So we'll stop. We'll stop that now. <laughs> so what, you know, what was the work? Well, um, I'll tell you, I'm going to actually stop the screen share for a minute. And I want to tell you the story of the day that I realized that I needed to change my life. And not too many people know this story because if I've told it, I might have told it in a private coaching group or I might have told it um, just to an individual that I'm coaching, um, but I haven't really talked about it this way publicly. So October 22nd of 2019, I was rushing around. I had taken my kids to school and I had run my errands for the day and I had gone into the office. And the first thing that happened, and this had happened often, but it stuck in my mind as I was working on my computer in my office at the brokerage I was at at the time, much like the background you see behind me. And in the middle of typing, I fell asleep like this on my computer and I Woke myself up. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody knew because my door was closed. Nobody knew. But I was struggling to get through the day more than normal. I was really pushing. And every time I would try to type something, I fell asleep like this. Just imagine that for a minute. Look at yourself sitting at your desk. Imagine if you're in the middle of doing whatever you're doing and you're like this. But that didn't make an impression on me. So Pushed through my day, pushed through my day. I ran to an appointment and it was time to go. Um, I was going to make a stop at home and go to one more appointment for the day. I didn't have to pick up kids from school that day, which was a good thing. I think they rode the bus. And the last thing I remembered is I stopped at a stoplight. And the next thing I heard was, and it was on my window. I'm in the driver's seat. This is the window. And I was sleeping at the wheel with my foot on the brake at a red light, which had changed to green. And the people behind me would like to drive, but I wasn't driving. And somebody out of the kindness of their heart got out of their car and woke me up. And that was my rock bottom. And everybody has a different rock bottom, but that's how bad it had to get for me. Now. Could it be worse? Sure. Could have been worse. What happened to me? Well, first of all, it was mortified and embarrassed that I had to be woken up at a stoplight. I still don't know who this person was that knocked on my window um, because it all happened that fast. And I was like apologetic and teary. And I drew, thanked them and I drove off the road and parked my car and cried. And just sat there. And I don't even know how long I sat there, but I just sat there thinking, I could have killed someone else. I know I was at a stoplight, right? And someone might say, oh, you're being dramatic. No, no. I was operating a vehicle. I could have killed someone. I could have killed myself. My children would be here without their mother. My husband would be here without his wife. A lot of things could have happened that luckily did not happen. But it was a dangerous situation that I put myself in. And so I sat there on the side of the road and I cried it out. And I knew I needed to do something. But I didn't really know what it was yet. 
But I just knew I'm like, I can't continue to live exhausted and push through my day and put everybody else ahead of me. But yet I had no plan. I just knew this was not going to go well if I kept doing it. However, I had to push through my day, right? So I got myself together. I went to my appointment. I went home. I did my stuff. I told no one on earth what had happened. No one on earth that I had been found asleep at a stoplight. Next day, I was speaking about two hours from my house to a couple hundred real estate agents. And I got in my car and I drove to the speaking engagement. But before I got in my car and drove the speaking engagement, I decided since I had had this falling asleep in the car thing that I was going to take three hours to drive two hours and take a break. And I was going to spend the night out there. So I quick booked myself a hotel room to stay. I didn't trust myself to drive home. Told my husband, oh, it's going to be a long night. So I'm just going to spend the night. Uh, again, I was ashamed. So I didn't want to tell anybody what had happened. And I went and I did my thing because even at 400 and some pounds, I was, I'm a great speaker. So I did my thing. I got great reviews from the people that I spoke to. But one of my colleagues on the speaker panel pulled me to the side and she said to me, I'm worried you're going to die. And what she didn't know is I had that thought the day before when I was sitting on the side of the road crying after the, at my window at the stoplight, I was thinking about, and I'm going to die. I have to do something. I'm going to die. So I tell my friend who is on the speaker panel and she is my friend still today. I tell her what happened. She's the first person I ever told. I tell her what happened the day before. And I say, you're right. I am going to die. And I know that. I just thought about this yesterday. And she said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do today? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do today. I got to do something, but I don't know. And we must have talked for a couple of hours in my car outside the speaking venue. Before we get to dinner, we were going to dinner with all the speakers. Before I went to dinner with all the speakers, we must have talked and talked for a couple of hours. And we decided that I was going to pick one or two things I could do immediately. So I picked two things. I picked, and this is how you know you made a real decision, guys, right? When you can take immediate action. So the first thing I did is I made a commitment that I wasn't going to drink pop anymore. And I know that sounds silly. <laughs> I just told you I'm sleeping on the steering wheel. She's going to drink pop anymore? But I didn't know what else to do. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop drinking pop because I know it's empty calories and I know it's chemicals and it must help something, right? So I'm going to stop doing that and I'm going to start today. So I won't have any pop at dinner tonight. That was the last day, by the way, October 23rd of 2019, I ever had a soda beverage. I haven't had one since. Um, so I've kept that commitment. And then I decided I'm going to have a weight loss surgery. There were other speakers that were at the panel who had had the surgery. And we act, I actually did have a conversation about that without all the other details um, with a few of them at dinner. And a couple have encouraged me, book your surgery. You know what? Book it right now. Call and book it right now. And I actually called and booked it immediately. So, um, and people that have thought about weight loss surgery, we know where to go have it. <laughs> I knew if I did it where I was going to be doing it, but I just never taken action before. Right. So I called and I booked it and I booked it for December of that year. And I knew that those, I didn't know anything else, but I knew that those two actions would get me started in the right direction. I'm not advocating weight loss surgery. What I am advocating is 
action, immediate action. So those are my two immediate actions that I could take right away. And that really sent me on a journey of being curious about what I could do to improve my situation. See, when I was at my rock bottom, I didn't have the courage or the confidence. And if you knew me then, a couple of you did, if you knew me then, I, I, I faked it till I made it pretty good. Like I came off pretty confident when you met me and I was confident in a lot of things, but I wasn't confident in myself from a self-love, self-esteem perspective that I thought I could kick this thing, this exhaustion, this weight, this um, just poor state that I was in mental health and physical health. I didn't think I could run my business and be my mom and be the mom and do all the things and deal with that without a little help. So the weight loss surgery became a tool to help me in that direction. Um, but at the end of the day, I didn't really need the weight loss surgery. Now I used it as a tool and I would do it again, right? If I had to go back to that moment today, that was, that was my rock bottom. That's the action I could take. That was my tool in the moment. But what I've learned is it wasn't really about that. What it was about was putting myself first. That's what it was about. I go first before my children, before my husband, before all of you, before anybody I coach, before my clients. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Right? Before my parents, I go first. Um, because if I can go first, Everybody else can get the best of me when I want to give it away. Because of course, I want to give my kids, myself and my husband and my parents and my clients and all the people I want to give them the best of me. Mm. But when I'm, when I'm saving myself for last or not at all, right? Because there's no, no more left for me. I'm really not giving my best to anybody. So it really, what, what I really have learned is when I learned to put myself first through personal integrity, right? Building a relationship with myself that I hadn't had an opportunity or hadn't taken the opportunity to build. I was, let's see, I'm 48, so I was 45. So in 45 years, I had, well, I just had low self-esteem for 45 years and I would have never talked about it that way. I just had low self-esteem. I just thought I was worth less than everyone else. I knew I was worth something. I didn't think it was, don't use the word worthless. I just thought I was worth less than you. I thought if I met you and I liked you, I thought you should go first. If you were my child, I thought you should go first. If you were my parent, because you put me on this earth, I thought you should go first. I was worth less than everybody else. Does that make sense? Right? That's not true. <laughs> I should go first. <laughs> because when I go first, I'm better for everybody else. Right. And that is what has allowed me to shed the weight. And that is what has allowed me to give myself permission to have a hobby. Never had a hobby. I didn't have a hobby till I was 47. Never had a hobby. <laughs> that's that's some true stuff. I just worked. That's what I did. And I was successful. But here's the thing. I am way more successful now than ever before. And I have the same amount of time I always had. I just use it way different. I have just learned to use it way differently. 
And I go first all the time, every single day. I actually had a conversation um, about a year into this, this journey of I go first. I started to talk about that in my house. Me first, you after me, me before you. <laughs> Once I'm fed, you get fed, right? And, my, you know, my sons are adults, you know, they're 22 now. So they were about 20. And one of them, we were having a family party and I had done my chores, but I hadn't done my walk for the day. And I wanted to get my walk in before the family came over and I got busy doing this party for everybody. And so I gave my son directions. Here are the things you're going to do. I've done my stuff. I'm going to do my walk, come back, and then I'll be ready for the party and shower. I'll be ready for the party. Well, why do you get, he says, why do you get to walk out and do these things while we're doing chores for the party? Because I go first and because I did my chores and that you're going to go now and do yours. And when I come back refreshed and ready to go, I will continue to do my part. Don't ask me again. (laughs) Right. Because they weren't used to that. Right. They were used to a mom that just didn't give any time for herself. They were used to that example. It was not a good example. Right. They had to get used to somebody giving to themselves first and saying it was okay and telling them, hey, by the way, it's okay to give to yourself first, too. It's okay to feed what you need first. It doesn't mean you have to, you have to be irresponsible or you get to be irresponsible. It doesn't mean you don't get to do the things you need to do. I mean, I do all the things I need to do, but I go first. So for me and for everybody, this this looks different. For everybody out there, this looks different. So you, if you might look at my crazy or my life and go, that is crazy. Like, that is not going to work for me. Finding what works for you is a part of the journey, right? Finding what works for you. What what works for me is I get up super early. I like it. Everybody in my house is asleep at 5.15 when I get up every day. So guess what? I get to go do whatever I want and nobody says the word mom, right? And I have the energy to do that because I go to bed early. So, right? At 10 o'clock, I'm in bed. So I'm up at five. I have my morning routine now. My morning routine includes exercise. I love to exercise. And trust me, that was a journey. Because in the beginning I was doing it, I'm like, I don't like this. I'm I'm never going to like this. Not true. I like the benefits that I get from it, right? So so I do my exercise in the morning and I'm on my, I do my journaling and I drink my water and I prepare my food. I'm on my first call of the day by 7.30 in the morning. But you know where you'll find me most afternoons? Ballroom dancing. And then I'm working again in the evening. Or sometimes I work all day and I ballroom dance in the evening. I plan my calendar, my work calendar around the things I like to do. I want to go swimming tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to book that at this time in my day and plan my calendar around that. And that's what works for me. That may not work for everybody, but that's what works for me. So what do you do with this? You know, we're halfway through our year. And the reason I share this is I'm not special or unique. We all have some version of this, right? For me, it was exhausted, 440 pounds, sad, low self-esteem, probably no self-esteem, not really having self-love, yet out there trying to do all the things. And the only thing I changed, folks, <laughs> the this is the big thing. The only thing I changed really was learning to go first, learning to build trust with myself. Promising myself I'm going to walk 15 minutes today and then doing it and doing it every single day. Promising myself I'm going to make my calls today and then making them. 
right? I'm just going to transition it right into real estate. Promising myself I'm going to be on time for my appointments and then be on time for my appointments. Promising myself I'm going to follow up with my buyers and then following up with my buyers. Promising myself I'm going to not be on my phone when my kids are at the dinner table, not be on my phone, right? And then doing it over and over and over again. And you build this trust with yourself and you almost think, what would that really do for my business? But you build a trust with yourself that allows you to build that self-esteem, gives you the courage, gives you the confidence. And you take that confidence. And for me, it allowed me to get curious. What else can I do? How can I do these things better in my business, right? Then I was was already doing a lot of things really good, but you can always do better. How can I do these things better? Where can I leverage and get help? What does that look like, right? If that feels scary, why is that scary? Is that just emotion, right? So, and then how do I continue to put myself first and bake things into my day that make me really excited so that I'm getting through my work day doing that, which I really love, but looking forward to the activity that's just for me, whether that's an exercise activity or swimming activity or ballroom dancing or whatever it is, but that there's something in the day for me every day that's just for me, right? Being able to do that, that fulfills you, that fuels you. That jumped my business to 25 million in three years. And I'm going to grow every year forward as a result of that. So we're mid-year. I want you to take a hard look mid-year at what is your day-to-day like, right? How are you feeling? Maybe it's not wait for you. Maybe it's something else. So maybe it's um, you, you just really are serving everybody except yourself. Maybe you're not serving yourself enough. Maybe you need a hobby. Maybe you have one. Are you spending enough time on it, right? What What is it that you need in your life to make you feel more fulfilled, to help you to be more productive? Because I make more money and I have more sales and I'm not working more. I'm just taking care of me. First and every single day, over and over and over again. So I would say, take a look. That's what I'd like you guys to take a look at, you know, really take a look at that. And then what can we do over the next six months? You know, small baby steps. What can you do over the next six months as we finish out the second half of the year? Oh my gosh, we enter and finish out the second half of the year. What can we really do to help you to um, put you first, feel more fulfilled and grow your business? If you have questions about that, I want you to reach out to me. Grab me, reach out to me. You can find me on social media. Messenger is great on Facebook, Instagram. On Instagram, I'm Amy Asso Sells Homes. On Facebook, I'm just Amy Asso. So go find me, um, hit me up. If you're a part of the Agent Power Huddle, you can hit me up in that group. And I'd be happy to happy to chat. I'm always happy to have a conversation. But have a great day, you guys. Go put yourself first, grow your businesses. Take care. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.